Naturalista Experience. Well, hello, 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 loves. It's me, Katie Naturalista. Today's date is Saturday, June 9th, 2018. Welcome and thank you for tuning in. Today we have another exciting show scheduled. We will be going into part five of No One Knows a Poet. We have a surprise in store for you today, so I hope you all stay tuned to find out who and what it is. So before we get into today's topic, I'd like to drop you this track by JMSN titled Hypnotize on the Naturalist Experience. I don't really know what I 
And welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Just a reminder of how you can find and follow me. You can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Katie Naturalista. Also, subscribe and watch my YouTube channel to get your daily and weekly poetry feel. Follow and listen to the Naturalista Experience podcast on Blog Talk Radio. And to all you listeners, look below the description line. You will see some links there. They will take you to the many different platforms to listen to the Naturalista Experience, as well as show you where to purchase my two books. Real Love, Real Life, and Lust Redeem, Love and Pain, Life Reclaim. Also, stop by naturalistapublishing.com forward slash shop and support the movement by getting a Naturalista t-shirt. You can even contribute to the Naturalista experience via Patreon. Just check out patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. So today's topic, No One Knows a Poet, we're doing a part five segment Just so you all know, No One Knows a Poet, it will be a monthly series that we are hosting on the Naturalista Experience podcast. If you ever want to be a part or learn how to be featured on the Naturalista Experience podcast, just check out patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. We would love to have you on and, you know, give you that exposure you need. So again, you know, just check out patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista. Our goal is to make sure that we keep the art of spoken word alive and also poetry and making sure that everyone shares their story. Story. It's all about creativity, loves. So join us in the cause. As I stated before the break, we do have a special surprise for you all. I'm going to drop two tracks your way, so just hold tight a little bit longer and relax. The tunes that are going to come your way is going to be Hate It or Love It by Evil Needle. And right behind that, you will hear Nevermind by Beatty Bell on the Naturalista Experience. We will be back after the break.
All right, and welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. Loves, as you know, we have a special guest on the show today. He is a wonderful poet, published author. He's going to share with us some things about his life and what inspired him to become the amazing, talented author author that he is today. Get ready to be amazed, loves, by C.L. Brown. Hello, my brother. Welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing beautiful. How are you? I am great. Thank you. And CL, we're so happy to have you on the Naturalista Experience today. We can't wait to get to know more about you. I'm so um, I'm, I'm so grateful, um, first of all, to be here on the show. Um, so I want to thank you, first and foremost, for reaching out and for making this possible. Um, Definitely. And yeah, I'm excited. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> me too, me too, me too, CL. And so, of course, you know, just to get everybody a little bit more familiar with you, you know, I just want to ask, you know, who are you and, and what do you do? So who is CL Brown? So CL Brown, uh, that's that's a question that I've um, contemplated for a long time. And mm-hmm. it's, it seems every time I think I have an answer, um, it, it it changes something something happens something moves um right. but i think at the at the heart of it i think i'm a spiritual person a spiritually woken person um a very loving and kind person someone who uh tries to see the good in the world mm-hmm. um, i'm a, i'm a person who uh I think sometimes I bear a lot of burdens uh, because I, I, I sort of take on to myself uh, situations and and things that people go through in, in the world, social injustices and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I, I feel like I'm always evolving. Um, Definitely. And and always growing. And but I think at the very base, I I would say I, you know, I'm 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 a new father, I'm about to have my first daughter. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. That's uh, you know another dimension to who I am. Um, I'm a brother. I'm an uncle. You know, I'm a friend. I love nature. I'm a nature lover. I love music, and uh, just you know, an all around loving, kind person who loves loves to talk and loves to talk about deep and spiritual things. Oh, that's beautiful, CL. I love that because you know what? Spirituality, that's what makes everyone whole. And everybody needs to, you know, be in tune with their spiritual self. I mean, because usually when you can connect with your spiritual self, it helps you to better connect with those around you. And, you know, it's a blessing, you know, that you're going to be a new father. That is such a blessing. And and I, I wish you the best and the utmost miracles, anything that can come your way on that. I really, really do. Oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome, love. And so, you know, of course, next up, you know, what is what is it uh, that you do or why do you do what you do, actually, as far as, you know, with your writing um, and even anything else that you may do? Like, why do you do what you do? So as, as far as the, the writing is concerned, um, I remember when I was somewhere in my 20s, mm-hmm. I, uh, again, because I always feel, I feel that the, the the, the things in the world that's happening. And I felt like I wanted to, to make a positive impact on the world. And I, mm-hmm. so I, I literally told myself that before I leave this world, I was going to change it. 
and I wasn't quite sure how because you know my background as far as uh, career I'm I'm a software software engineer software developer. Um, okay. So I didn't didn't really see how I was going to change the world doing that, um, but I was determined to. And later on, a few years later, um, I started to write. I was about 30 years old at the time. And of course, at first it was just just writing on social media, just writing on Facebook. And as time went on, I started to realize that people were being impacted by this, by the things I was saying. You know, post right. random things, and and people would comment and say, "Oh, that that was just for me. I needed to hear that." And so I just kept writing. And a few years in, people started you know asking me to write a book. And I just kind of felt like I wasn't good enough for a book, and I kind of felt like who would even pay to, to hear the things that I have to say, you know? But yeah. um, I kept writing anyway, and mm-hmm. in the course of time, I started to see that my 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 gift with words was actually making an impact in people's lives. And in fact, I started to see that, you know, that was one of my ways, if you will, of changing the world. You know, so as I realized that, um, I started to develop it more and more. And, and at first it was just like, uh, I think at first I was just doing it sort of for uh, the attention, you know, I think. Um, but then it came to a place where I started realizing that what I had was sort of like medicine. And mm-hmm. it became a journey where it was like, this is how you can you can make a difference in the world. You can change people's perspective, you know, um, about themselves, about their surroundings and after posting on social media and you know, I'd have people from Nigeria, people from Trinidad, people from Jamaica here in the US and they'll reach out to me and tell me how much their lives are impacted. You know, people reach out to me for relationship questions and stuff like that. And it just made me mm-hmm. realize what a powerful uh tool and gift that I had. And so now my reason for for continuing to do it is is it's just that is you know continuing to make a, an impact um and because there's there's just so many negative things around this world you know yes um there really it's is right here yeah it's in your neighborhood in your household you know in other countries and i think sometimes um we just need to look in and remember mm-hmm. the the principal things and the, the important things and the small things you know one of those things being love that is so much overlooked, you know, so um, it's sort of my mission to just continue to to write and to um, just, I guess, you know, sort of work God's will through my words, you know, and making a change in this world. Definitely understand. It's almost like you're just, you're walking in, in his path, you know, like they say, but you're also just following, you know, the lessons that he's teaching you along the way, right? Would you say that's what it is? Absolutely. Definitely. Um, the, 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 the things that I write, um, it starts at home. You know, mm-hmm. cause I really write my emotions, my feelings, my experiences. Um, some of those are personal experiences. Some of those are things that I've encountered through friends, you know, acquaintances, strangers, you know. Um, so it's really sort of like documenting your story, but realizing that it's not just your story. You know, it's like Definitely. our story, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And and I actually, uh, I can relate to you on that CL. That's actually what I've done in a lot of, uh, in the two books that I've published as well. Um, in both of, both of my books, they're uh, poetry. So most of the stuff that I've written is either things that I have felt or things that I've experienced at home or things that I've just seen happen around me, you know, and the people that it affected, my friends, whether it's my family or whomever. But it's it's great you know, being a writer and being able to express yourself and feeling free to express yourself and then pretty much making yourself almost vulnerable to the world because you're letting them into your, your heart and your mind whenever you're, you know, Absolutely. writing things on paper. But at the Absolutely. same time, like you said, you're, you're definitely helping people because a lot of people feel this way and some people feel alone. So it's always great to let them know, hey, you're not alone. You know, I, we've had this happen to us and this is how you could possibly work through it. So your message always speaks volumes to somebody. Um, and so with that being said, do you feel like is that what's important to you uh, as a poet, just to help people along the way, spread the love, the joy, the spirituality? Or, or what would you say is important to you as a poet? That that is actually the most important thing. Yeah. Um, because you know when when I when I started, um, the first one I when I wrote the first my first book and then I started to go out to like poetry spots and um, open mics, and I would, you know I would read poetry and people would um, come to me and tell me how much they 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 love it or they're impacted, but it, there wasn't a real passion there for me because I felt like you know I had a good job. You know, so mm-hmm. the poetry was like just like a hobby. Um, but then you, you come to a place where you realize that it's more than that, you know. And just to go back to what you said earlier about it being your experiences, you know, my first book, uh, I titled that book Loud Whispers of Silent Souls. And the reason why I chose that title is because when I was writing the pieces, I was really just writing my story, you know. Oh. And when I decided to publish it, the first I was I used to share them on on Facebook, and mm-hmm. when I realized how many different people all around this world, people from Asia, you know, the Caribbean, and and I saw that people were relating to it, I realized that those things that I was saying they were not they were not unique to me. They were you know it was like so many people around this world were going through those things, and right. there's a lot of people that are afraid to express mm-hmm. themselves like that. You know, um, some people, they they may want to, but they may not know how to, or they feel like they don't know how to. And mm-hmm. so I realized that it was collectively, we were all going through these things of love and heartbreak and, and dealing with death and, and one spiritual growth and self-searching and all these things, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the most important thing to me to leave that legacy. You know, I, I, I don't do it for the money. Um you know, I've actually, I've been out so many places and I read and, and people come up and be like, you know, I want to get your book, but I don't have money right now. And I just give out books. I've given out so many books. I, I couldn't tell you, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah. because I just feel like I'm just, I just get so excited just to share it, you know, and when, when someone is impacted like that. So um, for me, it's just to, to stay true to that and just to write things and keep writing things that's going to make a difference in people's lives. And that's, you know, the most important thing to me. And that's beautiful. That is very, very beautiful. And then, CL, how do you feel like, you know, being a writer or are you growing as a writer has changed you over time? I mean, I know that you said in the beginning that, you know, before you did it, you know, for the attention, but then after a while, 
you noticed that, you know, you wanted to actually reach people. So how would you feel, how do you feel like you've evolved through your writing or how do you feel like you have changed? Um, so with me, with, with poetry, like when I write poetry and sometimes I, I read the things that I wrote and I ask myself, man, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it, it made me to, to realize, I think, I think poetry and arts in itself, it's sort of like an, an external entity expressing itself through you, you know? Right. And so as I was writing things and you're basically writing your truth or you're writing truth, you know, but as you're writing it, you yourself start to reflect on the things that you're writing. So it's like your work becomes like a mirror, you know? So if you're writing about love, are you expressing love? If you're writing mm-hmm. about uh, spirituality and strength, are you expressing those things in your own life? You know, so as I wrote things, it made, it made me reflect. Because sometimes you can write things, but you're not really, there's no truth to it because your integrity is not there, right? Exactly. So, for example, yeah. you, could, you could talk about love, but if you're not expressing love, if you're like romantic love, and if you're a womanizer, for example, then you're not writing your truth. You know, so as I write these things, it makes me reflect and it makes me look into myself and say, well, you know, are you living this way? Because right. for me, my integrity is so, is so very important to me. And so um, as I write things, things come out of me. It's like self-discovery. And then once it's in your face, because sometimes you, you can have a truth, but if you're not conscious of that truth, of the truth, then you can't consciously live your truth. You know, but and once it comes true. out, then you can look at it and say, well, do I want to live this truth? Or just mm-hmm. put it out in the world and pretend to be this person, you know. And so, for me, it's it's been changing me personally as much as it's been right. changing people, you know. So I've I've evolved. Um, and if you if you were to read my first book and then my second book and the third book, you can you can see the transition that's going on in the work itself. Right. You mean like the growth that you've had, you know, from time to time. Like or over time, you've had different growth, and then too, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like um, like you were saying, your writing can be your accountability piece to kind of put yourself in check. I like how you you know brought that up because a lot of people, you know, they do ask, and I don't know if they ask you the same questions, but I know people that ex- you know that read my book or excerpts or you know whatever else they always ask, you know, well, did you really go through that or? Did you really feel that at this moment? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. let me tell you the mm-hmm. story behind it. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's it's great that you did bring up that point because a lot of people think that we as writers, that we just come up with the stuff off the top of our head and, you know, that's that. And it's like, no, I actually put some thought in it. I actually lived it. I felt it. You know, I I breathed, you know, it was it came out of my breath, <laughs> everything. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up that point because that is something that many people ask whenever reading our works, and it, it truly is an accountability, you know, for us to make sure that we live by our words that we write and also the words that we speak, you know, even when we perform. Um, mm-hmm. And so also, you know, who who would you say that you pretty much identify with as far as, like, different artists or poets? Is, is there a particular, like, genre, person, group that you identify with? Man, I, I identify with so many different genres and people, and especially where music is concerned, because, you know, I didn't start writing poetry until I was 30 years old, like 29, 30. Oh, um, wow. I didn't, 
I didn't go to poetry events. I didn't read poetry. I, I had nothing to do with poetry at all. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, when I first started writing, I didn't call it poetry. I called it freestyle writing, you know. Um, but I've always loved music since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so now that I'm writing, I find that a lot of times when I'm writing, I'm listening to music or it's something I heard in a song, you know. And so some of the artists that I um, identify with, you know, there's tons and tons because I sort of go through like musical phases, you know, where I go through like the Odd Greens and the Otis Reddings and then I go through the Peter Tosh and the Bob Martys, you know. And um, people like, you know, Passenger or um, Alabama Shakes, uh, Foy Vance, Joe Purdy, mm-hmm. um, Valerie June, Ben Harper. Um, so those are some of, like, the musicians that um, really inspire my work. Um, a lot of folky music, you know. And as far as uh, poetry is concerned, um, when I started to actually go out after I started writing, um I'll never forget, I met this, I saw this lady performing one time, and she was so mm-hmm. phenomenal, I never forgot her name, and I'm not good with names, um, and her <laughs> name, she's a, she's a local, <laughs> she's a local poet from uh, Miami, her name is uh, Rebecca Vaughn, she goes by um, the Monica Butterfly, oh, wow. and I saw her perform one night, and not only was she, was she talented, but she was so classy, and so mm-hmm. soulful, and just so real, you know. And I've admired her since. Um, other poets like Bertrand Boyd, um, um, Calvin Early, you know. And my third book, before I wrote my third book, I, well, let me go back before that. It, early on, when I was writing um, to show off, if you will, back then, um, because mm-hmm. I've always felt like Spanish is, is like a very passionate language compared to English, you know. And I speak right. very, very, very little Spanish, but. I had written this poem in Spanish back, back then, and I sent it to the Spanish girl I was, I was sort of dating, and she sent it to a friend of hers, and uh, that guy came back and told her that, you know, it sounded like a piece from um, Pablo Neruda. And at the time, I had no idea who Pablo Neruda was. Like I said, I was never into poetry at all. And um, so I researched him and found out, you know, he was a, a Chilean poet and diplomat and uh, politician. Um, who's famously known, you know, and actually I saw his movie um, last year sometime. Mm-hmm. And so, and and watching his his movie and reading his book also, I see I can see the similarities uh, in the works. Um, another poet that I love and I find um, to inspire, especially my third book, is uh, Rumi. And Rumi is an ancient uh, sage and poet from in the Middle East, from like way back in those days. You know, um, yes. So I like Rumi that, too. Yeah, I love, love Rumi is oh my god, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, um when I wrote my second book and started promoting it and I stopped writing for a while mm-hmm. and I wanted to write again but it's like I, I was I guess I had like writer's block or something. And we I all have to... it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to all of us every once in a while. <laughs> But you know what I I think you know what I think I think writer's block is is healthy, and the reason why I mm-hmm. say that is because I think I, like when I look at life I try to look at life through the eyes of nature, and what right. you see in nature you find that everything in nature has seasons, you know fruit mm-hmm. there's a season for fruits 
when it, when a tree bears fruit and then when there's no fruits on the tree, you know. Um, in fact, if you, if you see a tree that's a tree that's bearing fruit year round, it's probably a GMO. <laughs> you know, it's not us, <laughs> not you know organic. You know. Um, exactly. And so I think it's in, I think it's important not important but I think it's healthy when you write something and you get something out of your spirit and you have a like a rest period or a, you know a rejuvenation period which we call the writer's block. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you come back with something fresh again, you know. So I think um, that's that's a good thing. Um, but when I was going through that phase, go ahead. Oh no, no, I'm saying no. Yeah, you're right on that. It is true. You you do kind of need a mental break. So I could definitely see how that is a good thing at times. Before I thought it was a curse, but the way that you just explained it, I could see it being a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it definitely is. And you know, because mm-hmm. too, it's like. I, I feel like we go through phases in life, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And if you keep writing, you might keep saying the same things over and over. You might change it a little bit here and there, but you might keep saying the same things over and over, you know? Uh, but I think it's good that when you say something and it's relevant for that time and that space that you say it in, and then you come out of that and you go back and you rejuvenate yourself and you come back strong and you come back maybe even different, you know? Um, so right. I, I, I've learned to embrace I used to fear it. I used to be terrified of it, um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace it and just kind of run with it. That's awesome, CL. That's good. So hopefully all the other, you know, writers and poets out there actually heard what CL said. It's a season for your writing. So, you know, when you do hit that writer's block point, you know, don't allow it to make you shut completely down. Don't worry. Don't fret because, you know, again, it will come back. It always comes back. Everybody has a gift, and that gift just needs a, a break sometimes, and then it just needs some a rejuvenation period. But, you know, once you exactly. get past that, you're going to come out ten times better. So that is very, very true. <laughs> and then, um, so, CL, to take us a little bit off of course, you know, what, what's an embarrassing moment that you had? I know that all of us have had one. So what's your embarrassing moment? I think the my most embarrassing moment, um, <clears throat> it happened a long time ago. I was maybe 25 years old, mm-hmm. and I used to work at uh, I used to work for UPS, the uh, shipping company, and uh, we used to we used to park about two blocks down the street, and then we would we would walk to the building because there wasn't any parking spots at the building for the employees. And um, this one morning, I I parked the car and I'm walking to the building. And I saw this older gentleman come in, this white white gentleman, and uh, he was about maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 steps in front of me. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw him, like this voice said to me, tell him good morning. And I was like, no, nah, because, you know, he, to me, he seemed like he was quote-unquote slow, you know, like maybe he wasn't out there mentally. And then gotcha. I thought to myself, like, you know, what if I said good morning to him and he doesn't say it in return, I'm going to feel embarrassed or feel, you know, um, so anyway, I kept walking forward and he got closer and I, I made up my mind, like, I'm not going to say good morning to this man because he may not say it back to me. And mm-hmm. as soon as we were like parallel to each other, passing each other, he said, good morning. Mm-hmm. And man, I felt so small and so embarrassed. And, oh, um, no. You know, I, I, I said good morning to him afterwards, but I just felt like. Like, to put it like this, my entire day was just shot because I couldn't believe mm-hmm. that I didn't say good morning to this, to this man because of all the things that I was thinking about him, you know what I mean? So I was embarrassed, you know, and then 
I just kind of felt too also like, you know, there was a life lesson um, in that moment that I was supposed to learn and I failed that lesson, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That whole judging a book a book by its cover. By you know its cover, I mean? exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking about books, you know that we're both authors, and you know every every book can be read. Every book has mm-hmm. something in there for somebody. You may not like it, but you know there's something in there for somebody. And um, I was, I think, sort of, I was presenting his book, and I and I uh, I tossed it, you know. And years later. Um, I would talk about that, that moment and I would still feel the same embarrassment and the same feeling of failure that I had oh. that, that morning, you know. So that was like the big one for me that I, I don't think Man. I'll ever forget that moment. And that was that was about 15 years ago, yeah. But you can check it up to a lesson learned at this point. I mean, you know, um, that, it's one of those things where I know, well, me personally, I mean, I'm from I'm from Georgia, right? I'm, I'm literally uh-huh. born and raised in Georgia. There's one thing that has been like really, really big in my life with my family. They always say, you know, speak and smile to everyone. Doesn't matter. You know, nobody's yeah. a stranger. I mean, of course, you don't run up to them and give them a hug and everything. But, you know, at least, you know, <laughs> Speak and smile and be cordial because you never truly know what somebody may be going through and your words or your smile may help. And I can tell you there, you know, personally, there's been plenty of times where I've gone to, you know, speak to a person. They didn't say anything. And I was like, eh, well, whatever. Hopefully whatever, you know, they're going through, they'll feel better. But I just, but I do make it a point to make sure that I speak to everyone. But I have experienced what you have before. But just like in the reverse sense where I have spoken and haven't had any feedback back. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like you just have to roll with the punches at that point. Nothing you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So um, another thing, just so you know, kind of uh, wrap it up here uh, real quick, CL. What is your, your dream project and what are some upcoming projects you're working on? My, uh, my, my dream project um, is a project that I've, I've had in mind before I started to write. And mm-hmm. that is to... Uh, to start a nonprofit um, to help children. Um, that's been on, on my spirit, my heart for a very, very long time. And I still think about it all the time that, you know, one day I will start it. Um, and I sort of wasn't sure where, you know, what I would do for kids. You know, I thought about, since I'm into computers, I thought about like having like a, a lab where I would teach them a certain type of computer skills and stuff like that. But I think now that I'm writing and, a lot of times I wonder to myself, um, like, where would I have been in my writing if I had started when I was a child? You know, because I've met right. people and they're like, oh, I've been writing since I was six, since I was 10, since I was 15, you mm-hmm. know, and I was 30, you know. So um, I think I would like to start an, an organization um, uh, centered around the arts because I think the arts are super important for, for everyone um, general, but especially for children, you know, teach them how to express themselves. And if I could, you know, do something along those lines and do like some creative writing type stuff for the, for for kids, that is like my goal project. Um, as far as you know, for the here and now projects mm-hmm. I'm working on, um, I'm for my third book. I'm working on the audio version for that book um, because ever since my uh, my first book, I've been asked so many times, you know, when are you going to do an audio version? Um, <laughs> and so finally, I'm working on that now. And I have 
I'm also I've also been writing as well. So I have about maybe two or three books that okay. I'm working on simultaneously. Wonderful. Um, and now the book that you're going to do an audio on, let me back up real quick. Is that the Awakening the Trinity? That's the one that we're going to do the audio book on? Yes, that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be something special. I can't wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I just had to make sure I was like, hold on, let me ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I I'm also working on um, a novel. And actually, I... When when back when when I decided to to, to write a book, um, mm-hmm. I, the first book I was trying to write was a novel. Okay. And and just to just to you know to go back and show you when I said I had I knew nothing about poetry, because um, mm-hmm. I went back then I went to a friend of mine and I was like I said who the hell writes poetry like publish a book of poetry, and she was right. like are you kidding, you know and she she gave me four books she gave me um. Letters to my daughters. Uh, she gave me uh, the rose I grew from concrete, Tupac, and like two more books. And um, that's when I started doing the poetry book. But before I started my first poetry book, I started writing mm-hmm. this novel. Um, it's not officially titled yet, but uh, I think it's going to be something special. Um, so I'm also working on that. Uh, maybe the two or three years before that one gets released. And uh, so those are the things that I'm working on, and, and sort of looking forward to. Uh, the project of fatherhood. <laughs> and, just, and that's going to be an amazing project. <laughs> yes. Looking forward to it. And God knows what else I'm going to write just from that experience, you know. You will. You'll gain I find a myself lot. already writing. Right. Just about, yeah. you know, her growing and everything else, right? Yeah. And I, I sort of, I think, I think what I want to do is I want to, like, compose, like, my experiences with her, my emotions, things mm-hmm. I'm going through and, and at some point I'm going to uh, publish a book um, just in her honor you know and sort of present it to her at some point in life I'm not sure when but that's another project okay. I'm going to work on too that's beautiful CL well CL we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here and then listeners when we come back from the break CL is going to have a lovely surprise here for us he's going to perform a piece for us so I'm going to drop you guys this quick track it's called Mood Music by Evil Needle we'll be right back after the break on the Naturalista Experience
All right, loves. Welcome back to the Naturalista Experience. As you all know, we have special guest C.L. Brown on the No One Knows a Poet podcast today, or the No One Knows a Podcast series today on the Naturalista Experience. He's going to come back online with us and perform a wonderful piece. So make sure that you're tuned in, you have those speakers turned up, and you're ready to listen because you're going to be amazed, loves. All right, C.L., are you there, love? I'm here. I'm here. All right, wonderful. And what piece are you going to perform for us today? I'm going to do a piece in my in the the new book Awakening the Trinity, and this piece is called um Holy Ground. Okay, wonderful. Holy Ground. Go ahead, my brother. You have the stage. My most beloved. I marvel at the construction of your temple. Finely architected and layered in unearthly colors. You reveal the most exquisite details of heavenly places my sublunary eyes have ever witnessed. You are my place of worship. And so as I submit supplications between your inward and your outward selves, perusing the perfect symmetry between your soul and your unclothed body, it is quite evident your creator was well-versed in the understandings of sacred geometry. Beloved, you are fine art in all the intricacies of all your dimensions. So I surrender my sinful nature at the center of your most holy, repeating like a mantra the sacred sounds rising from your crested soul as I gracefully make divine love to it. And like the chakra, I rose from your lowest self to your highest self. And when the singular point of enlightenment had fully come, we ascended. When with understanding I placed my lips between your eyes, witnessing the passing of the man and you before the day the universe conspired for me to find you. My darling. Sorry. Sorry. Um, let me go back to uh and like the chakra. I rose from your lowest self to your highest self. And when the singular point of enlightenment had fully come, we ascended. When with understanding, I placed my lips between your eyes, witnessing the passing of the man I knew before the day the universe conspired for me to find you. My darling, the birthing of the lightning was our souls forsaking the orbit of God as we descended into the realm of flesh beneath the watchful eyes of darkness. My love, you are the embodiment of love. And thus I prostrate myself before you, giving devotion as both my lips and my tongue rehearsed the notes that gave cadence to the sweet song I composed from the muffled sounds rising from your satisfaction. And at night, as you make sweet love to me, I adorn your nakedness with poetry far exceeding the mastery of Michelangelo's artistry. And so, my heir, I lie often in the silence of you, lips immersed in the gentle flow of you, ingesting life, dining on the fruit of you, learning the secrets of your garden that compelled me to fall for you. Holy ground. I love it, CL. That was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And that was holy ground, you said, right? Yes. Holy Ground and Awakening the Trinity, folks. So make sure that you all check that out. And CL, shout out your social media. Tell you, tell us, uh, tell our listeners where they can find and follow you. 
Um, you guys can find me on, on Instagram at uh, author C.L. Brown, A-U-T-H-O-R-C-L Brown. Um, same handle on Twitter and goodreads.com slash author C.L. Brown. Um, also on my website, www.authorclbrown.com. And uh, my books can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble Books and Books, um, all over wherever they sell books. Um, the first book is titled uh, Loud Whispers of Silent Souls. The second book is titled uh, Bear, as in Naked. And the third book, Awaken in the Trinity. Oh, thank you so much, CL, for coming on the show. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us today. Listeners, make sure that you reach out to CL. Make sure you follow him on social media. Stay up to date with everything that he has and support him on to his next dream and goal because that's exactly what this show is about. CL, I want to thank you again, brother, for coming on the show. And we will definitely touch back base. I hope you have a blessed, wonderful night. And I hope these three weeks come so quick that way you can have that beautiful baby girl in your arms, okay? Thank you so much, love. I appreciate you, and I appreciate the platform. And all you guys tuning in, thank you so much. Um, You all have a wonderful night. Thank you, CL. You too, love. Have a blessed night, and you take care. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, love. So always, as always, always, remember, No One Knows a Poet is going to be an official podcast series that will air once a month on the Naturalista Experience. Subscribers to my Patreon account will have the ability to come on air and be interviewed and showcase their work on the Naturalista Experience. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Katie underscore Naturalista to sign up. Remember, it's a great opportunity to emerge authors, poets, and artists. So let's keep the creative juices flowing, love, and keep the artistic work alive. Before I close out today's show, I do want to bring out to bring up one little thing that was coming up that was in the news. It's actually not a little but big thing. We have had two celebrities actually, you know, take their own lives this week, uh, you know, by suicide. That was Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain. I hope that those two actually have found peace, um, you know, with their death. I really hate to hear that something like that happened. I do want to let it be known that, you know, suicide is not a joke, people. Um, I did see a few posts on social media that actually felt like it ruptured my soul. A lot of people were being brutal. A lot of people were like, oh, they should have took the whole family. You know, that that is horrible. I mean, come on. We are all humans. A human life is a human life, and nobody's is less than another's. So, again, you know, I want to tell everyone, pray for the families of Anthony Bourdain and to Kate Spade, you know, because those were two joyful lives that they lost and that we lost as a whole. Um, Anthony Bourdain, I must say that, you know, you were a great inspiration to many people. And Kate Spade, you were a wonderful, wonderful fashionista that touched many people. So um, again, loves, thank you for listening into the Naturalista Experience. Make sure that you guys tune in Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern next week. Katie Naturalista out.